Good morning. We, we have our announcements but earlier this morning. I wanted to let you know, um, for those watching online, please write something in the comments so that we know who is worshiping with us this morning. Um, if you notice, we have some beautiful flowers here on the altar. Uh, we have the white flowers are in honor of Sam Norris from our service yesterday. And then you'll also notice we have some birthday flowers here uh, in honor of Laura Condra, given by uh, children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. And I believe there's this morning. I think we'll have the picture in a minute. We'll go back to that. Um, I wanted to say thank you from the missions team. If you notice, oh, there's our picture. There's our picture, our happy birthday picture. Isn't that great? <laughs> so be sure to say happy birthday to Laura Condra this morning. Um, wanted to say thank you from the missions team. As you notice, our angel tree over here, every angel was taken, and those gifts have already been brought to the Salvation Army. So thank you. Give yourselves a hand, really, for the, the angel tree. That's great. That's great. Um, the children's musical was last Sunday, and they were absolutely fantastic. Thank you to Catherine and Molly Page. That was wonderful. And thank you for everyone who came out to support the children. It was awesome. And then last Sunday in the morning, I hear there was something else special. I don't know what else happened. It was our choir. Our choir was great. They had a great uh, cantata last week. Um, and I wanted to let you know, this Christmas Eve, you have two options for worship. There's a service at 4 and also one at 6 o'clock. Those will be the exact same service, um, so be sure to be here for that. Um, in between the two services, our youth will be back outside with our live nativity, and they will have animals again this year, so that's going to be very exciting. Um, next Sunday, the 26th, so the day after Christmas, uh, next Sunday we will have one combined service um, with our celebration band leading, and that will be at 10 a.m., and I told the early service. You can sleep in the day after Christmas at 10 a.m. Well, that's sleeping in for our early service. But you still beat the Baptist to lunch. So it's a perfect time slot. Perfect time slot. You don't want to miss that. Um, and then January the 2nd, we'll have a combined service again. And that will be at 11 uh, with our traditional uh, service leading. Um, so that's going to be great as well. And I noticed that Grover Kitchens came in and it's his birthday as well. So give Grover a big happy birthday today. <laughs> Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, I pray uh, that you will help us prepare our hearts for this time of worship this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
And now I'd like to invite our Advent readers up. Micah 5, 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. Sometimes when we are trying something new, or when we are facing difficult decision, or when we want to celebrate something, or when we just feel lost and alone and uncertain about life, the universe and everything, we need a blessing. We don't always think of it that way or word it like that. We, we say we need advice or support or companions or someone to come along beside and lift us up again so we can see more than the tops of our shoes we seek a blessing. For many of us, we go home. We ask mom. We talk to dad or brothers and sisters, close friends, those we grew up with, those who know us best. We want them alongside. We want to be in their presence. Somehow, we know that being there, being home, will make all things better. Maybe it won't be fixed or solved or wished away, but at least we won't be alone. We seek a blessing. Mary, faced with incomprehensible burden and gift, ran to cousin Elizabeth's house looking for someone who knew a little of what she was going through, looking for a place to hide until the reality of her condition could become something real and she received a blessing. The prophet Micah spoke of a blessing coming to an unexpected place, an unassuming town, yet by God's grace would become the means through which God would bless the whole world. Bethlehem, the little town of blessing, we seek a blessing. We light these candles, the candle of hope, of peace, of joy, and of today, love, as a sign that we know blessing and we know waiting for blessing to be felt and lived. We light these candles as a sign that we still seek a blessing. It's time to go home.
dead and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. At this time, uh, Miss Catherine's going to take our children to Children's Church, and they're going to have a big time. So, yeah. One of these days, I'm going to swap and let Catherine preach, and I'm going to go down with the kids. She says, no? Okay. Well, we, uh, we are coming to the time when we receive our offerings. I want to thank you for your support of your church this year. I can't believe we're coming to the end of the year. So I, I want to ask for your continued support, and I ask you if you can give an extra gift to your church as a happy birthday Jesus gift, then we would really appreciate that a lot. And just a little thing for the United Methodist women who are always special and always there for us. Maybe you have some last-minute gifts you need to buy. Um, maybe you have some last-minute Christmas cards you need to put on those gifts. There's a table right out here by uh, the, um, this uh, Chestnut Street entrance, and it has Christmas cards that are done by the UMW for 2021 and for years past. 
These are beautiful. They show stained glass from our church and, and they're special and they're unique. There's also jams and jellies from the Upper Sand Mountain Parish. Now, these are not just any jams and jellies. These are all kinds of different, unique kinds of jams and jellies. And you'll just have to look and see. But all of the, the proceeds from that goes to support our UMW, whose very existence is missions. And we are so proud of them. Will you join me now as we uh, pray over our offering? Gracious God, as we come to the time when we give our tithes and offerings to you, we pray that we might reflect on how we can be cheerful givers, that we can give because of the grace and the love and the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, that we might be open-handed and that we might be open-hearted as we give, knowing that this church, Lord, is in mission and in ministry to this community and around the world. We ask your blessings on those who give and on the gifts themselves. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to remind you that you can pass along your prayer requests to us by emailing them to us, fumc at fumcgadston.org, or you can write them in the comment section if you're, if you're worshiping by live stream with us today. There are cards in the back of the pews and, and um, in different locations you can write prayer requests or you can just whisper in our ears and we will make sure that we pray for your needs we have a lot of needs in our church family right now. A lot of our church family are grieving over losses and, and uh, have sick loved ones and, and have uh, needs that they need. Uh, lots of prayers over and we do pray for each other and we want you to know that. 
we also love to celebrate answers to prayers. I know that, that um, Christmas is a time that we look for God's hand and we look for answers to prayers. And if you have that, we celebrate that with you too. Uh, will you join me as we go now to the Lord in prayer? God, you have been with us. You have been our help in ages past. You have done great things for us and blessed us in so many ways. You are our creator, and as we look around us, we see the beauty of your creation, and it reminds us of not only your creativity, but of your great love for us. Because when we see how awesome your creation is, we think, um, what, what are we and who are we that you would seek your dwelling in us? Thank you, Lord, for your great redemption in our Lord Jesus Christ whose birth we celebrate, Lord, help us to keep him the center of this celebration. Lord, we come to you bringing our needs, our burdens for ourselves and for those that we love. Lord, comfort those who are grieving heavily at this point and give strength to those who don't think they can go another step. Give healing to those who need a touch from you, the great physician. And give hope to those who are at the end of their rope. Teach us now to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Will you stand now as we sing one of our favorite Christmas hymns, number 217, Away in a Manger.
We get to listen to that every Sunday. Isn't that awesome? Joy is our theme today, and we're talking about the song of joy. And what a better way to lead into that. I can't think of a better way. We're going to look at Mary's song of joy in Luke chapter 1. If you want to grab a Bible, if you're at home, and if you want to just follow along, I think we're going to have the words up on the screen here. Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength in his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Every morning, um, I get to take our grand dog, Sosa, uh, for a walk around the neighborhood. And, and some of y'all have, have seen us. And, and earlier, we had a, a family that lives kind of around the corner from us. And they see us. They see me and Sosa walking. On the mornings that I feel good and have lots of energy, I walk Sosa. And on the mornings that I'm tired and don't have much energy, she walks me. But it works out well. Either way, a walk is had and, and it's good. We enjoy looking at all of the scenery around us. We enjoy, and, and I see some folks from our neighborhood back there, hearing the geese fly over headed to the river honking at us, right? And we have a special relationship with the squirrels in our neighborhood. Uh, we do. Uh, Sosa wants to chase them and uh, do whatever dogs do with squirrels, but she's on a leash, and the squirrels know that she's on a leash because squirrels are smart, aren't they, Pastor Andy? <laughs> squirrels are smart, 
And so they know that Sosa's on a leash, and so they kind of taunt her a little bit. They kind of they throw gang signs at her, really, and and then they run away, and and she just oh barks, and barks, and barks at the squirrels. Our favorite thing to do, though, is to say hello to the neighborhood dogs. We have several dogs in our neighborhood. They're all different. They all have different personalities and different characteristics. And we say hello to all of them. And we just kind of give them space to be who they are. Uh, Street over from us, there are two greyhounds, a pair of greyhounds named Tiger Lily and Kava. Tiger Lily is a brindle-colored greyhound. And Kava is a black greyhound. And they both have the same greyhound look. The long skinny legs and the, they look like they could just fly like the wind, which they can and everything. They both, you could tell they're right away they're greyhounds. But they, of course, are different colored. And they have completely different personalities to go with that. Tiger Lily is older and she is very, very friendly. She'll come right up to you and she wants to sniff Sosa and her will sniff noses and everything. She wants to be petted. She's very loving kind of dog. Kava, on the other hand, is get away from me. I'm grumpy kind of attitude. She thinks everybody is out to get her treats. And when her owner tries to give Sosa a treat, she gets very upset. But here's what Kava has going for her that she has in common with Sosa. She loves to run and play. So when it times out just right that we're there, when Kava gets back on her side of the fence in her yard and we're on the other side of the fence, here's what happens. Sosa and Kava run back and forth along the fence and run and then they stop and then they stick their snoots through the fence and they sniff at each other and then they stare at each other like we are communicating in a way that human beings don't understand and then they go back and forth like that. Pastor Sam, do you run and play with them? No, I am too old to run and frolic with greyhounds and and dogs so like that. So I just spectate while they do that. Uh, but one day when I was watching them do their little thing, I imagined in my mind what would happen if they were having a conversation with each other? And I thought maybe it would go something like this. Maybe Sosa would say to Kava, wow, you sure are fast. And Kava would say, of course I'm fast. I'm a greyhound. You know, we can run up to 45 miles an hour. And Sosa might say, well, what do you do with all that speed? And Kava would say, well, I used to be a racing greyhound. And I worked at the greyhound park. And we would have these races, amazing races. We would all line up in our, in our little stalls. And then when the gates would open, we would blast out of those stalls while the ch- crowd was cheering. And we would chase this rabbit, this crazy rabbit we all wanted to catch so badly. And we would just run like the wind until we got to the end of the race. Wow, Sosa would say, that sounds amazing. Was it fun? Sure, it was fun. I loved it. And Sosa would say, well, do you still do that? No, 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 Kava would say, I'm retired now. And Sosa might wonder, why are you retired? Did you get too old? No, I didn't get too old, Kava would say. Well, was it not fun anymore? Well, not exactly. Well, what was it then? And Kava would say, well, it went something like this. One day, I was running extra fast I was running like the wind I mean I was blasting around that track and I caught the rabbit I caught it well that's great Sosa would say you caught the rabbit that's what you've been chasing well you would think so Kava said but it changed everything because you see the thing I'd been chasing after my whole life wasn't what I expected at all it just wasn't real I just wonder if that's the way the Grinch felt that day when he had success in everything he was trying for. His wonderful, awful plan had come to fruition. He he had been so focused. He had made his Santa Claus suit. He had made his sleigh. He, He got wooden antlers for his little dog, Max, and he snuck down into town and, well, 
I can't put it any better than Dr. Seuss did, so I'm going to quote Dr. Seuss here. He snuck down the chimney a rather tight pinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. He got stuck only once for a minute or two. Uh, then he stuck his head outside the fireplace flue where the little who stockings were hung all in a row. These stockings, he grinched, are the first things to go. Then he slithered and slunk with a smile most unpleasant around the whole room. And he took every present. Pop guns, pampoozas, pantukas and drums, checkerboards, bisiblings, popcorn and plums. He stuffed them in bags in the Grinch very nimbly stuffed all the bags one by one up the chimney. The Grinch took everything, all the presents and all the decorations, all the food. He took it all up to Mount Crumpet, 10,000 feet up the side of Mount Crumpet. He rode with his load to the tip top to dump it. Mission accomplished, right? Mission accomplished. And the Grinch leaned his ear down toward the valley below as the sun was coming up on Christmas morning. The Who's would be waking up now and they'd be discovering that all their presents and all of their Who pudding and all of their roast beef and all their decorations had been stolen. Christmas had been stolen. And then to quote Dr. Seuss again, poo-poo on the Who's. He was grinchily humming. They're finding out now that no Christmas is coming. They're just waking up. I know just what they'll do. Their mouths will hang open for a minute or two. Then the who's down in Whoville will all cry, boo-hoo. That's a noise, grinned the Grinch, that I simply must hear. He paused, and the Grinch put a hand to his ear. Then he did hear a sound rising over the snow. It started in low, then it started to grow. It was a sound, wasn't it? But it wasn't sound that he was expecting. He heard a song of joy. A song of joy. The Grinch had been so caught up in chasing after all the things he was chasing after and then he found out it wasn't real after all. He didn't steal the real Christmas after all. And the Who's, on the other hand, had had all of their stuff taken. But they still had a song of joy. What's going on here? How can a song of joy be sung under these circumstances? I don't know. Maybe we need to go back and ask ourselves really what joy is. What is the definition of joy anyway? Sometimes joy and happiness get kind of inter used interchangeably, but they're not really the same thing, are they? Happiness is real an emotion, and it's an emotion that's dependent on the circumstances that we are in being favorable. I'll give you an example. I got everything I wanted on my Christmas list. I'm happy. Or I only got socks and underwear this year. Yay, you know. As you get older, it, it becomes less about the presents and more about, did all my kids and grandkids get to come home? Yeah, look at this full bench down here. I know Bob and Tricia are happy, you know. Um, but then sometimes that doesn't happen. But joy is something different from the circumstances. It's not something that comes from the outside in. It's something that comes from the inside out. And joy is like a golden thread that runs all the way through the Christmas story, especially in the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of Luke is so cool that it, it doesn't, start the Christmas story in the manger it starts it way back with John the Baptist's dad and mom Zechariah and Elizabeth and Zechariah gets a visit by the angel while he's attending to the altar and angel tells him he's going to have a son and he's going to bring him great joy and he says in Luke 1 that many people will rejoice and it's a word that that means that Gladness will spring up from the inside because of the birth of this child. 
And then we see later on in the scripture just before what I read today, Elizabeth gets a visit from Mary and Mary's just trying to find somewhere maybe to hide somebody that maybe can identify with her because she's she's pregnant at Christmas time and she goes in and it says that John the Baptist's mother Elizabeth when she hears Mary's voice that the baby inside of her leaped for joy for joy and then we know that in, the, in Luke chapter 2, the angels, when they come to see the shepherds, they say to the shepherds who are watching their flocks by night, we bring you good news of great joy. For to you, to all the people, is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Not good news of happiness. Not not favorable circumstances for everybody all the time but a state of mind really a kind of inner gladness that's all about what God has done and an expectation about what God will do joy from Galatians 5:22 is a fruit of the holy spirit it's about an inner gladness that comes up within us. It's a gift of God's grace. It doesn't come from outside. It's about what God has already done and an expectation of what God will do. Isaiah 65, 18 says, Be glad and rejoice forever in that which I am about to create. What I'm about to create. This is the kind of joy that flows from Mary and flows from Elizabeth, this joy of expectation that mothers know. And this is a, a joy that's like a current in our hearts. It's like a, a light that is inside of our soul that even tribulation, even hardship, even devastating circumstances, you can't put that light completely out. In 2 Corinthians 7, 4, Paul says, I am filled with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in all our affliction. Times were hard, but he said, I still have joy. So if joy can't be stolen by the Grinch, right? If it can't be snuffed out by tribulation, and it can't even be extinguished by sadness, that's the thing because you can be really, really sad and still have joy. So if all of that's true, what is it that blocks our joy? What blocks our joy? And the short and simple answer is this. Our joy is blocked when we magnify the wrong things. I really think that's true. Mary said that my soul magnifies the Lord. That's the first part of her song, the Magnificat, my soul magnifies the Lord. Think of an old-fashioned uh, magnifying glass. And any of y'all ever, any of y'all use one of these? I played with them as a kid. I used them as a grown-up. You know what I'm saying? Um, different meaning altogether. So with a magnifying glass, what you zero in on is lifted up made larger and made clearer, right? Made bolder. Now the edges around what you're focused on may be fuzzier, and, but, but that's not what you're looking at anyway. You're looking at what you're focused in on, what you're, oh, you know, that really helps. I, I, that really helps with my, my sermon notes there. Um, so what are you going to magnify? Well, let's say you magnify yourself. You're one of those people that everything's about me. So imagine yourself standing in front of a mirror saying, ooh, look at me. Oh, I, I mean, th that looks funny just doing it like that. So if a person is all about themselves, will they be filled with joy? Probably not at all. Because they'll pre be filled with disappointment when they realize that the world, in fact, does not revolve just around them. Let's say that we, we magnify uh, 
what others have that we don't. Well, Pastor Andy got a, a brand new shiny bicycle for Christmas and I didn't get one. And I'm magnifying that. Will that rob my joy? You better believe it will. It will definitely rob our joy. Let's say I focus on my problems. Everybody's got problems. But not everybody just makes that the center of focus. If I'm focused on my problems, if I'm, what if I focus on the people that are a real pain in the neck? Now, there are other people around me, but I'm just focused on the ones that really annoy me. If that's my focus, will that steal my joy? You bet it will. Or if my focus is on chasing success, whatever success is, that next degree, that next job promotion, that bigger house, whatever, it's like the greyhound chasing the fake rabbit, y'all. Because once you catch it, you find out it wasn't what you expected it to be at all. It's not joy, not real joy. But if my soul magnifies the Lord, if my soul magnifies what God has done, and the expectation of what God will do because the Christian life is about hope, right? Expectation of what God will do, that's a joy that can't be extinguished. This is the deeply spiritual message that we get from Mary's song of joy. And it is the deeply spiritual message that we get from the crazy little story of the Grinch trying to steal Christmas. It's a message that Mary pondered in her heart. Scripture tells us that Mary pondered this in her heart. And then it is the message that actually grew the Grinch's heart three sizes. So here's what I think. I think if we ponder it in our hearts, our hearts can grow too. Our hearts can grow too. So after the Grinch heard the song of joy from the Who's, he realized that their joy came from something other than what he thought. And here's how Dr. Seuss puts it. The Grinch saw that every Who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped Christmas from coming. It came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch Feet ice cold in the snow stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. He puzzled and puzzled till his puzzler was sore. Then the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more the Grinch needed to shift his focus didn't he and to tell you the truth sometimes Sam needs to shift his focus sometimes we all maybe need to shift our focus don't we so I want to ask you to do something with me will you ponder with me in your heart question what is it in my life that needs a shift of focus will you join me in seeking to give absolute focus at Christmas to the one whose birthday we celebrate what if we what if we did that what would happen do you think and what happened then? Well, in Whoville, they say that the Grinch's small heart grew three sizes that day. Let us pray. God, as we what the focus of our lives are, we realize that sometimes they are off. Sometimes we do focus on the hardships and the problems and the annoyances. Sometimes we focus on the glitter and the glamour and all of the distractions. Sometimes we chase after things that aren't even real. 
But Lord, help us to realize that that has nothing at all to do with real joy. So Lord, we wish each other a happy Christmas, but more importantly, we wish for joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now would you join me as we sing our closing hymn, number 234, O Come All You Faithful.
And now may the joy of Christmas grow our hearts three sizes as we leave this place. Amen.